Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 550. Today we're going to take a look at Trick of the Rails. Now this is a new game sort of co-published from Terra Nova Games and Mr. B Games. Uh, it's by Hizashi Hayashi, who also did Trains. And this game actually came out a few years ago, uh, published I believe only in Japan. Uh, but now it's uh, readily available. This was a Kickstarter, which I actually backed. and. Uh, probably about eight months ago or so, and now it's finally come out, and it is a very interesting kind of different game, so you can tell by the name it's Trick, which is like a trick-taking game, of the rails, so it's kind of a train game, or better yet, it's a stock game. So it's a trick-taking game combined with a stock game, which makes no sense until you play it. A little spoiler there, but uh, let's take a look at how it actually works, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, so here is everything that you get in the game. You can see it does take up a little bit of table space. So there's kind of three areas I want to look at. Here, these piles of cards, these are just the player's hands. So I set this up as a four-player game. In this case, each player is going to get 11 cards. You can see they get a variety of cards, and these are shares in uh, the different companies. So you've got the gray company here, New York Central System, this is a share, red shares, blue shares, green shares, yellow shares. But these cards are sort of dual, dual purpose. You have this larger number at the top here, 872 and so on. This is what you look at when you're tr find, trying to figure out if you have won a trick or not. And also the colors also act as a suit during the trick. After that they become a share. Or <laughs> they can become track in that particular company. So we can possibly lay this card here on either side of this track and that's going to possibly increase the worth of that company by 20 bucks. Uh, so that's the, the hand of cards that are over to the side. Now the next thing to look at here are the different companies. So if we scroll that up there a little bit you can see we've got one for each of the companies. Now each company starts off with a station card here. So we've got yellow. They've got a $10 station card. Each company starts off with a $10 card. And then after we've dealt the hands to all the players, any cards left over in the deck, and there will always be some, will be just randomly dealt out. And so each company is going to kind of start off with a little bit different valuation. Like yellow is not worth very much, but gray has at least the potential to be worth probably a little bit more than yellow. The third part is this little row of cards. So I've kind of squished this down into two rows, but we're going left to right, top to bottom. And each setup is going to vary based on player count. Now one thing that's pretty cool is on the side of the box, they give you a quick sort of reference to setup. Now you have to figure out what E and C and E and all that stuff means, but uh, basically what it is, is you have shares and companies. So you've got green, red, blue, yellow, and so on, gray here. So that's going to be randomized. That order is always going to be random. And then sometimes you'll use these uh, city cards here, and these will uh, possibly go out into uh, one of the, uh, the companies. You don't always use these cards. In a five-player game, you won't see any of these. You also have these locomotive cards, and these are always going to increase in value. So this part is not random. The city card, the shares, those are random. Now, there's a variant where you could play with the random ordering of locomotives, but the sort of traditional ways you play with sort of the level three and then depending on what card is shuffled up next and then the following card there will be the level four and so on. And then sometimes you will have the uh, these reserve cards which I'll talk about but you don't always use these and this is this is going to vary based on player count. I did this as a four player game. So the way that the game works is one player will lead a trick. So let's say he'll this player here will put that out. So they're leading gray and they led here with a gray eight. Now that means if you have a gray and you're following, you have to play a gray. If you don't have a gray, you can play any other card that you wish, which there is some decision there. You're not just throwing away a card. 
Uh, let's say we go over here to the next player and they have a nine gray, they want to win this trick. So they'll put that out. Next player doesn't have one. They don't have any grays, nope. So they're gonna kind of throw out this low red here. And then finally the last player, well, the only gray they have is a 10. So they'll put this out. Now the winner of the trick is gonna be the one that matches the suit that was led and has the highest card. So the last player here, in this case, with a 10 gray would win. Now, in this case, we are trying to win this share. Each hand is going to win the card going down the row. So the next hand, we're trying to sort of quote unquote win the city card. Then we're trying to win a red share. Then we're trying to win the lo locomotive. Now, the placement and the way that the cards that you play during the trick are handled is going to vary based on what you currently are doing for that round. So right now we're trying to win a share. And so when you win a share, everybody that didn't win the trick takes the card that they just played for that trick and puts it in front of them. So the player that played the four red puts this in front of them. Now you ignore everything about that except you know it is a red share. So they have one share in red, which is way up there. The other players will have a share in gray, eight and nine. The player that won this is going to take, and they're going to, most of the time they will discard this card into the box, and then they will take this and they will not have a green share. So they're getting rid of this gray share in effect and trading it for a green share. But in this case, we have a reserve card. Sometimes you could have more than one reserve card. You'll take the leftmost reserve card, if there is one, based on setup, discard it, and then replace that with this. So that will now become whatever the share was in the in this case the first round was played so they'll discard that that player's lost that share they now have a, a share in green and then the last round of the game will be playing for that gray share now when you are playing for a city card or a locomotive card you're going to distribute all the cards played during that trick in a different way so let's say who won here this guy let's say he plays a nine blue and then the next player plays a very low blue of a two. In this case, everybody's got a blue, so it's not that interesting, but we're gonna go with it. And then so we have here a three blue. So in this case, the first player with a nine blue won this. So they're gonna take this, and they're gonna put this wherever they want. Now they can put this to the left or right of any city that they wish. So maybe they wanna put it here to the left of green. I'll explain why in a minute. And then starting with that player, the player that won, they're gonna take the card that they played and put it in the matching city, in this case, blue in all cases. So you're gonna to choose to play in the left or right. So maybe this player just does there, this one does there, this one follows up here, and this one other one puts it down like that. Okay, so then all the cards that were played will go out here and they will start to increase the value of that company by 10, 30, 10. Not exactly, but I'll explain how you determine value here. Now, if you had played sort of off suit, then in this case, you know, maybe you didn't have any blue, this would go up here again to the red company, which is annoyingly at the top of my table. <laughs> so that's that one. Now in the next round, we'll be playing with the sh for a share. And it's the same example as I, as I talked about before the share, except you'll discard the card instead of putting it in the reserve because there's no reserve in this case. Then we'll move along. We're gonna play for the locomotive. Now the locomotive is gonna work exactly like those city cards. The player who wins it will put it out and they'll just put it alongside any of the different cities. And then all the other cards that were played in this case, again, will go out onto the track. You just play through all the way down through here, getting shares, putting out locomotives, and then possibly placing track when we do that. And then we go all the way here until we finally get to the last locomotives. And these two are always bundled together because there's only ever going to be two spots. So you're effectively deciding, you know, where one goes and the other one goes to the other train by default. 
and then we'll play again for the final share. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take a look at each of the different uh, railways here. I'll just put out some examples like so, and then we'll kind of do a, a fake scoring, if you will. So we're going to walk down each railway, and so we're going to say, first we'll start with red. So now we're going to look at this number here. This is a four. That means we're going to take the strongest contiguous set of four cards. In this case, there's only three reds, so no worry about calculating it. So they're all going to be one and six, one half dozen the other. So 10, 20, 40, right? So that adds up to 40, but we're going to subtract the cost of the locomotive. So these are actually worth negative 10. So anybody that has a share in red is hating life because they're going to lose 10 points for, for each share. But let's mark down here to blue for a better example. So blue here, you can see this number is a 5. So we're going to take the strongest 5 and then add those up. We can see 10, 40, 50, 60, 70. But we're going to maybe work this way, 20, 30, 40, 50, 80. So you can see that's the strongest 5. Now, me counting that out makes it longer than it actually seems. Usually you can quickly visualize what it is. But here's our strongest five in a row. So you take all those out, and then so would that add up to 80? Subtract the locomotive cost. It covers more ground, but it's going to cost a little bit more. So those are worth 20 each. So for each blue share that you have, you're going to be worth 20 each at the end of the game. So you walk through all of these. And then this one you know, is infinity, so you just count everything in the row, but it's going to cost you 80. Um, and then whoever has the most points there is at the end of the game is going to be the winner. Okay, that is Trick of the Rails. So I will say, don't play this with five the first time you play it. Uh, five is probably the least interesting player count, but at least the, le the most elusive. Uh, because once you play it with five a few times, or you play it with less players, you start to kind of piece together the strategy. It is a very awkward and different type of strategy to this game. Because if you don't win a trick and you're going for shares, you're getting those cards back. So you're getting shares in a car, in a particular stock. You maybe don't want shares in that because it's likely as those locomotives get placed, you start to realize, ooh, I'm gonna lose money in those. So you gotta really pick and choose about how you win and so on, and then what tracks, you know, it's kind of a similar type of decision when you're placing the tracks out. Uh, you know, okay, these are gonna go here, this is gonna help Billy, because he's got like two shares of blue already. That's gonna be the blue, I don't really wanna do that. Oh, but there's already the th level three locomotive, so it's not really gonna add up to much. Or, you know, oh, the infinity locomotive is gonna go on this really tiny railroad, so it's, you know, too much bang for its buck, and that's gonna actually be super negative. So you gotta play it a couple times to kind of wrap your head around it. At least we all did, uh, for sure. Everybody's kind of like, this is really weird. Uh, but even so, at the five player count, you can get kind of chaotic with like what's all going on and who's all in, involved and you know how much say you really have and how much decision you know is weighted in each card play. That's, you know, it's a little bit more out of your hands. But with the lesser player counts, the three and a four, then you have, it's a little bit more interesting because it's a little bit more back and forth. You can kind of, you know, card count a little easier, I guess, and it just gives you more room to kind of maneuver. But I really recommend this game. You really got to give it a couple of plays to really digest because it is kind of like, feels kind of backwards in a way, the way that you look at it. If you kind of look at it as a trick-taking game. Once you can kind of sort of digest that mechanism, then you start to really see the kind of the stock mechanism and you've got almost like a little bit of partnerships and stuff like that that'll happen. You know, oh, he's got two shares in that, but so if we each have one green share, we can go here, you know, it'll help us equally and we can sort of prevent this happening. So you can kind of get into that, which is really cool. 
especially for a trick-taking game. So regardless, highly recommend this game. It's definitely one of the most different games that I've played. Again, give it a few shots. I wasn't really sure that I liked it at all, uh, but you know, it's one of those where you kind of tell like, yeah, we're kind of missing something. You know, we're playing this wrong. We're just not thinking about it right. And then it kind of started to uh, reveal itself. Uh, so definitely uh, give this one a shot. Thanks.